Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life changing experience. Bring an end to the dry season in the name of Jesus. May your life receive an abundance of rain now in the name of Jesus. We bless you. 
God is visiting somebody mightily here. I, God, is, you will see a miraculous change in your life this week. And Sunday you will be here giving a testimony. If you believe it, shout your loudest amen. Somebody is getting a miracle job. A job you are not expecting. Actually, a job you have not applied for. It's coming your way right now in the name of Jesus. Give Jesus a shout of praise. And you may be seated if you are standing. Well, let's get into it. We've been talking about why it is a great thing to serve the Lord. Alright? So I'm answering this question. If you want to understand what I'm preaching, I'm answering this question. Why is it a great thing to serve God? That's the question I'm answering. Alright? So as I go on, once you have this understanding, you'll be able to follow the preaching. So I am saying that it is a great thing to serve God because, so I've started my answer. Alright, it's an exam. This is the exam question. Why is it, you used to be a teacher, why is it a great thing to serve the Lord? He used to be a teacher when Nelson Mandela was in prison. So now things have changed. And I'm saying that my answer, you are still a teacher, my answer is it is a great thing to serve the Lord because number one, when you serve God, God adds all things to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you serve God, God adds all things to you. Amen. Amen. Is it possible for everybody to settle down for the next 40 minutes? I'm the only one who's talking. So just settle down. Nothing will happen anywhere. Okay. Good. So back to my answer. When you serve God, God adds all things to your life. In Matthew chapter 6, reading from 31, the Bible says, Take no thought to yourself, saying, which is to say, don't say to yourself, or don't fret, don't, don't be worried, and be saying to yourself, What shall I eat? What shall I drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? He said, don't, don't let these things hustle you and harass you. For all these things do the Gentiles seek after. But your heavenly father knows that you have need of them. What he's saying is that everybody is looking for what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? That's it. That's what everybody is looking for. Unbelievers are looking for it. You too that you are a Christian, you are looking for it. So, and, and you are fretting over it. So then what is the difference between you, China, and then the unbeliever, the arm robber who's walking around? What's the difference? So it says the arm robber has to think about these things. But you, you don't have to fret over these things because your father who's in heaven knows that you need these things. Rather, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these things, which things, what shall I eat, what shall I drink, what shall I wear, will be added to you. 
I've been serving God for years. These three things are not things I think about. What shall I eat? I will eat. I'll eat rice. That's what I will eat. What shall I drink? I'll drink water. Drink Coca-Cola. Drink coffee. I'll drink. Somebody say, I'll drink vodka. What shall I wear? I'll wear something. Yeah. Rather, seek to serve God. And I said, to serve God. You see, there are three types of people who have gathered here now. Do you see? Like, serving God doesn't mean coming to church. Coming to church makes you a church member. Serving God doesn't mean being born again. Being born again makes you a child of God. Am I preaching or I'm preaching? I said coming to church makes you a church member. Being born again makes you a... Today you are this way. Wow. It's good. (laughs) Being born again makes you a child of God. You You are a child of God. But... Doing something for God, seeking God's interest, doing something in the church makes you a servant of God. That's it. Each one of them has their own benefits. Doing something for, last week I I introduced to you nine or ten groups in the church which you can join so that you can do something in the church. When you join and you start to do something, you move from being just a church member or being a child of God. To become a servant of God. Blessings that servants of God get. Not all children of God get it. I'll show you as we go. Pastor, are you saying that me that I'm a child of God, I won't get... There are things you will get. There are things you will not get. There are blessings that are for servants of God that God doesn't give to his children. Yeah. And the Bible says when you serve God, as you are playing drums... For the Lord. It's it's serving God. And as you do that, God will add the things that people are looking for unto you. Now, this thing puzzles a lot of people because they are busy working hard to get things. Then we are also busy working hard to serve God. Then at the end of the day, they have, sometimes they have things, sometimes they don't. Then we also have the things they've been busy looking for. Then they become angry. Because they see the pastor is driving a nice car. And they are wondering, why, why is he driving a nice car? We were busy at FMB working hard to drive a nice car. How come that he also, just when we got the car, he also got a car. I'm a servant of God. I'm a servant of God. You don't see me at the end of the month going to Department of Health. That they should give me something. Why? Because I don't work for them. But they give payment to you work for what? Department of Education. At the end of the month, don't they remunerate you? Yeah. Have you ever seen me come to Department of Education to give me? The last time I went to Department of Education, I was going to fight with them. (laughs) Because no. One of our sisters was involved in an accident. And then they wanted to put the blame on her. Meanwhile, she was just a passenger in the car. So I stormed there. When I stormed there, I I went with this man. Always get an able-bodied person. 
when you are going to a fight. Never bring a knife to a gunfight. When I got there, I said, look, I'll beat somebody. When I I saw, I said, let's go and beat somebody. When I got there, I just asked him, was she the driver? They said, no. I said, this accident has nothing to do with her. It's finished. I said, said, look, the only time we come to department is when we write an exam. I've not written an exam, so you can't shout at me. Just be in your lane. That's the first. That's the first thing you should know. The second thing you should know is that when there's an accident, the first person to call is the police. Have you called the police? No. Then there's no case. Call the police. Then I took out my phone. Then I called the police. When the police came, they said, you who are you? He said, passenger, go home. <laughs> yeah, they asked my client. <laughs> they asked my client that, what are you? He said, I was a passenger. He said, go home. The driver said the passenger opened the door and then somebody bumped it. You must be a very foolish driver to let your passenger open the door when there's an unrushing car coming. It's all part. That's why when you sit in the car, you have mirrors to know everything that is around you. When I got, that's reckless driving, charge number one. When I got there, I told the guy, as soon as the police come, the first thing they will do is that they will put you in the van. You are going to jail today. I said, you better make this case a foolish case and we go home. He said, no. I said, this is what is going to happen. As soon as the police came, they said, "Eh, come. They asked him, where's your license? He didn't have. Look, when you drive without a license, even if if an aeroplane comes from the air, to come and bump you is your fault. Because you shouldn't be driving that car. So that car wouldn't have been there for the aeroplane to come and bump it. That's, that's actually what the law is saying. Yeah. So as soon as they said that, I said, I rest my case. That's all. I told my client, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> but I don't go to Department of Education for remuneration. Never. I go to God because I work for him. And then God adds to us. Yeah, God adds to us. So when you serve God, God adds the things that people are looking for to your life. The things that people are struggling over. You see, you just get them. That's why you must serve God. Yeah. Number two reason, I think today that's where I want to go and then go somewhere. Yeah, the second thing. It is a good thing to serve God because there is a difference between those who serve God and those who don't serve God. When you have two people, one person serves God, one person doesn't serve God, there is a difference. Now, this difference is very deceptive. That's why people don't don't even notice it. Because it takes time to show so people don't notice it. Let me read the scripture, then we can talk. Malachi chapter 3. In Malachi chapter 3, is everything fine? In Malachi chapter 3, reading from verse 17, the Lord, the Bible says, they shall be mine, saith the Lord. And then it says, in that day, when I make up my jewels, God refers to people who serve him as his jewels. Jewels. So, as you are in the roses like that, when God says, where are the jewels? He's talking about those of you. Give me your red bandana, please. He's talking about those of you who are wearing the scarf, who go and stand on the stage 
to sing. He refers to you as jewels. You are waiting for somebody to call you my baby, my diamond, my goat, my, my, my sweetheart, my, my drumstick. My maquina. Look, when somebody calls you my maquina, you must be offended. Because what he is saying is that you are very big. My queen, Pastor. When I went there, he called. He said, wow. I, uh, He said, yeah, you are very beautiful. Hello, my drumstick. That, that's what. Then you feel, wow. Meanwhile, God says, save me. Just sing in the choir. Just, just be in the media. Do something in the church. Immediately, I make you my jewel. My jewel. My jewel. Yeah, my jewel. A jewel is not a useless thing. It's a very precious. Yeah, it's only, I mean, when we were young, our parents had plates. We used to call them China. China, they, they used to come from China. So we call them China. When you go to the White House, you see what we call a China. They, they keep them there. So when there's a special guest, then they bring them out. Yeah. Even in my house, my wife has some special. Once a while, I tell her, look, I am the special guest in this house. Bring it out and let's all use it here now. No, no, there's, there's nobody more special to come to my house more than myself. Bring, I'm the real special guest. Bring it and let's use it. Some of you, they can keep one Tupperware on the room divider for 10 years. When, when they got the Tupperware, you were in nursery. Now you have in university, still sitting there. Nobody has used it before. But as far as God is concerned, you are a jewel. When I make up my jewels, when I make up, to God you are a very special person. All you need to do is serve him. When I make up my jewels, yeah, he says, I will spare them. Or I will spare him. As a father spared his son, that saves him. Now watch this scripture carefully. If you read this scripture very fast, you'll miss it. It says, I will spare him as a father spares his son. So immediately you think that fathers spare their children. It's not true. It says, I will spare him as a father spares his son. Who does what? Saves him. That's the difference between being a son of God and being a servant of God. This one, sons, you will feel the pain. A certain man had two sons, the Bible says. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give unto me the portion of goods that fall. I'm reading the Bible, so let's go into the Bible. Give unto me the portion of goods that falleth unto me. And the Bible says, and the father divided unto them his living. Up until this point, there was no problem. If you read this beautiful story, up until, even to the point where his father divided unto them, because the father didn't just give the one who asked for it, say, okay, this is yours, take it and go. No, he divided unto both sons, the two sons, his living. He divided it to the, you take this, you take this. There was no problem as at verse 12, verse 13. 
But not many days later, the younger of them gathered all together and took his journey into a... F- this is where the damn problem began. What does he mean? As when he got his things, he said, hey, now I have enough. He gathered, I no longer want to be in my father's house to serve him. I no longer want to be with my father that he'll be giving me instructions. When my children are watching TV and I call them, bring me the sometimes they, they come to an agreement and say, look, daddy, what do you want? Then, and then what else? And then just make your list. Let's sort you out so that when we go, you don't call us again. <laughs> do, do, do you get it? Uh-huh. So it's like, now I have enough, so I am going. So Bible says he took everything. I'm talking about as a father spares his son that saves him. Then he took his, there were two boys in this story. Then he took his things and he went to a far country. Then the Bible says at that far country, when he was no longer serving his father, he wasted his substance on riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country who sent him to the field to feed. For you fail and feel his body with a hug that is right. For no man gave unto him. Nobody gave anything. When he was in his father's house, his father was given. When he was serving his father, his father was giving unto him. But when he went, no man gave unto him anymore. No man. That, he started to pray. This is what happens when people leave the church. That's what, when I see people say, I'm angry. I've left the church. Good luck. It's just a matter of time. Look, I have been in this church since 1996. I have seen goers, camers, returnees, departees. I've seen it. The story is always the same. Initially, when they go, it looks glamorous. I'm sure when this boy got to where he was going, he looked like the G in the place. Like the G. If you want to know, you can go to verse 30. Verse 30 or something like that. He, he, he told the, the 30 or one of the verses. But he says, as soon as this thy son, who had, I think 29, who had spent his life with harlots. Yeah. He said, the elder brother explained to us what the younger guy was doing when he had money. He said he was chilling with girls. Every nightclub you go, he's there. Kum, kum, kum. Every party he's booking. Kum. Even dance steps that have not been gazetted to be used. It's not illegal. Illegal dance steps. He was doing them. Illegal. I said illegal dance steps. Dance steps that you can't do in a competition. He was using all of them. Wasting time with different girls. Chinese girls. Japanese girls. Indian girls. Black girls. Small girls. Big girls. Tall girls. Short girls. Every time. Base, take base. He was with them. You name it, he had it. He lived the life. Every day he will update his status. Yeah. Today he's with a Filipino girl. You don't even know one Filipino. Say, Pastor, who are Filipinos? They are from Philippi. Girls who are out of his pay grade, he was with them. You know that girls, they come in pay grades. Yeah. Some brothers are broke because they are with girls that they can't afford. 
type of money you have, you can't support such a venture. Then you come and he, she doesn't respect me. It is because of what you. Alagbadai <laughs> now. You sit down, sit down. This boy was chilling till his money got finished. So that's what it looks like when people, people who don't serve God initially look like they are doing well. Because they are able to change their hair, do this. And then this girl who has dedicated herself to serve God, she's even looking like a thief. One week she has ironed the week, iron every day. She's ironing. Today she wants it to be straight. She will iron it. Tomorrow she wants it to be curls. She can't go to the salon, so she will roll it and hold it for the whole night. When she releases it in the morning, it is rolled. And put it on. But so when she comes, it's like it's curls. But you can see that this curl, it wasn't done by a professional. Yeah, but it was just a matter of time. Just a matter of time when life started to beat him because he won't serve his father. But the other brother, he was just there. When you read verse 29, he said to his father, All these years have I saved you. All these years have I saved you. Then the father said to him, Verse 31, All that I have, son, that with me all these years, and all that I have. Is that at the end of the story, the one who was serving God, he was still rich. Amen. The one who took his journey with all his money, he had nothing. He was poor like a thief. Could he even wear, afford shoes? Could he even afford shoes? Yeah, and, and, and yo, let's go on. The next verse. And the Bible says, and they shall return, which means it takes time. They shall go full circle. They shall return. That's why it takes time. It takes time for you to see the real difference. So the Bible says, they shall return and they shall descend between the righteous and the wicked. Now, let me explain to you how this also takes time between the righteous and the wicked. They will see a difference when they come. You see, righteousness takes time to pay. And wickedness pays immediately. That's why a lot of people don't notice. A lot of Christians are not patient enough to wait for their righteousness to bear fruit. I've been in the church for six months. I've not seen anything happen to me. I'm going back to the world. I'm going back to my boyfriend, my old boyfriend, Johnny. Johnny Waskarata. I'm going to be with him. I'll be fine. He was maintaining me very well. Have patience. Have patience. Wickedness or evil, it pays immediately. I mean, you just get up, find yourself a big bumbo, pot belly, heavily pregnant man. And you see this nice brother, slim, very slim and tall, has no car, so he doesn't look powerful. Look, by the way, a car is not a sign of riches. A car is just a means of transport. It's not a sign of riches. 
I was telling somebody yesterday, even when you have a car, it does, even a car, it doesn't need to belong to you. Once it takes you from where you are going, from where you are to where you are going, that's it, has done its job. The, if it belongs to you, it doesn't mean it will take you quicker or faster. No, it doesn't change anything. You just need transport. If you are not going anywhere, you will not even need to have a car. You will not even need to have a car. So, look, what car do you drive? Before you answer the question, how do you know when somebody's rich? You know when somebody's rich by the ability to give, what they are able to give. Right. Now, back to my question what do you drive? If a car was a sign of riches, every Sunday when you come to you, you must give an offering of about a thousand rands. We know you are rich by what you are able to pay. The prodigal son, how he knew that life was better in his father's house was that he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and, and, and to spare, to give them what they can give away is what makes me know that life is better in my father's house than where I am. Many people are on, many people, and then his, the next, let's go to the end, and I perish, where is it? And I perish here with hunger. Hunger. So the opposite of being, having to spare is perishing. Many people are just sitting out, they are perishing. They can't give anything. They are perishing. At best, they are surviving. Yeah, borderline, survival, get paid, survive, finish the man, believe God for a miracle between the 15th and the 20th till your pay comes. Then you start living the life again. It finishes on the 15th. Then the five days, you believe God to make it to the... That's, that's how many people live. That's how many people live. So we know by what you... What, not if you go and stand outside there and you see the cars, it means if I take an offering now, by the time we finish, I must have like 20,000. The church must have like 20,000. But you'll be surprised how much offering people will give. Tell your neighbor, I'm watching you when it gets to the offering time. With this, your Toyota, Toyota Mercedes Benz that you are driving, I'm waiting to see your show. A car, many, and even South Africa is the worst place to use a car to define what somebody has. Because most of the cars are bought on loans anyway. You have not finished paying. You drive a little. The bank drives a little. It belongs to you and the bank. Yeah. You drive it. When, when the bank is angry, they come and take their car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of our cars are on loan. You have even gone to take a loan to marry a wife. So the month that you don't pay the installment, the, wife come, the, the bank comes to repossess the wife. If you're a wife, make sure that your, your lobo lies really is not a loan that he, he, Yeah, so instead of calling yourself Mrs. Banker, rather call yourself Mrs. FMB because FMB is the one that paid your lobola. Back to the preaching. Evo pays quickly because you see. Like two roommates in the university, one has a, a blesser, a sugar daddy, just goes one night. Yes, as they say in China, pa, 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 and then it's done. Then she comes back. She has a thousand rands, two thousand rands. Then this is this Christian sister who has nobody. She has decided that, look, I'm going to serve God. I'm not going to throw myself around. I'm forcing. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to force. So you see. Month and this girl has a lot of money around, flashing. Then this Christian sister doesn't have anything. 
Doesn't have she's just the hair today Brazilian, tomorrow Peruvian, tomorrow next this, this, that changing all over natural, this changing clothes, changing shoes, all kinds of things moving around. Immediately you look at the one who's doing the evil that oh evil is very good, eh? It's very profitable. And then the one who's trying to do her best has nothing. Even her clothes. Even she doesn't have money to change braziers. So every time she's sewing the same old bra, she'll sew it together every day. She has sewed this side, super glued this side, stapled the back. She can't do her hair. So she has, she has gone for a cheese cup and she's moving in the system. Coolly with a cheese cup like that. As a cheese cup, low maintenance, you yourself can just do But it's just a matter of time. I went to university with so many of these people. When we were in university, in the evening, cars will come and be picking them up. And they look like they are the main people. Today, they are as miserable as funeral palos. Miserable. Miserable. Nobody to love them. Nobody. They, even they've used themselves so much that they've become useless. Yeah. So many of them. That's why it's important that we serve God. Let's serve God. Let's go for righteousness. And also between him that serves him and him that serves him not. When you serve God, it takes time. I am riding on 23 years of serving God. That's why I'm seeing some blessings now. You have just been around for two months. Wait. Hey, pastor, is it going to take 23 years? It may not. But at least wait. Wait. Only nine months you want to give up. Nine months of being in the film stars. You say, now even if it was a pregnancy, by now there will be a baby. You want to give up. Oh. Take your time. Wait your time. Your time will come. Your time will come. Just wait. Your time, at the right time, in your season, you start to flourish. Just serve God. There's always a difference. At the end of this famous story, you see the, the boy who didn't serve his father. I said, Pop, I have two children by the grace of God. This scripture is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. A certain man had two sons and I have two sons. So I'm always able to relate with it. One is older, one is younger. They all live in my house. Right now, as they live in my house, they do everything I want them to do. And rightfully so, because they depend on me. But a time will come, they don't depend on me anymore. Or, not that they don't even depend on me, but like, they've grown it to a point where you must give them some independence, some room to make decisions, to see whether what you have taught them has gotten into them. Right now, anything they ask me for, once I have it, Today, somebody said, today we want to eat amakwenya chips. I said, hey, okay. I brought the coins. I shared. This is for you. This is for It's finished. Case closed. But a time will come. Usually it comes around university. Where you have the option of choosing what to do. And rightfully, I have to leave you to choose what to do. So that we, I can know. Because I will not be there all the time. I mean, where is Abraham? Where is Isaac? Where is Jacob? They are not there now. So they should be able to apply what you have taught them. That's when you will know which of them wants to serve you, which of them doesn't want to. And I said to serve means to, to seek 
somebody's interest to do what he wants you to do. At that time, we will we, we see whether they will do what I want them to do or not. Then the difference will start showing. Of course, in my support. And my support will be for the one. My prayer is that both of them will serve me. But my support is definitely going to be for the one that will serve me. If you are old enough to serve yourself or serve somebody else, let the person support you. It's as simple as that. Nobody can call me wicked. When God came in the Bible, he had two sons. One didn't serve him. He stopped supporting him. And the one who served him, he support, I'm following God's example. It's as simple as that. When you also don't serve God, God leaves you to let whoever. This boy, he went to join himself to a foreigner. And the foreigner sent him. You say, you don't want to serve your father. You will serve something else. The foreigner sent him to go and feed swine, which is pigs, to go and do a foolish job. Sent him, go and you won't work for your father. You work for something else. Look, many of us say, oh, we don't want to do anything in the church. We are doing a lot of things in different places that are going to yield nothing. Nothing. Yeah, and nothing. I mean, N-A-T-I and nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, going to yield nothing. You better buckle up and start serving God. Start serving God. But with time, don't tell you. The difference will show. Amen. Yeah, the difference will show. It, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. I wish I was, I was you know, 23 years or 24 years of serving God. It's what you are seeing today. How much of your life have you invested into serving God? Just one year, you're already tired. <laughs> Every day they say center meeting. Every day they say basanta. After a whole service all the way to one o'clock, they say we should stay for basanta meeting. You are investing. You are investing. You are investing. You are investing. Then you will get to a season which we call harvest time. Then from that time you will be reaping. Everybody who comes is jealous of you. When they see the, they see you. One pastor came to sit in my office one day. When he's a young pastor, he has just finished Bible school. He has not even preached one message. He doesn't have even one church member. He sat in my When he sat down, he looked at us and said, Oh, I see my future. Next year by now. I said to myself, Do you know the number of years it took me to even have a church and have a church building? Such that in the church building, I have an office. You have no idea. You say, next year by now. Next year by now means you have to steal somebody's church. And that one, you are a thief. You go to a prison. Yeah. 20, I said, how many? 23, 24 years of serving God. That's what you are seeing now. You too, give it time. Give it time. Serve God. Join there are so many things in the church I can't go through it today. But join one and serve. Serve. Seek God's interest. Do something. Whether it's at the basenta, at the basenta, do something. You are, you are sowing the seeds. A time will come. They will return. It means some people will go somewhere and will come back. When they come back, they look at you. The Bible says they can tell a difference. They will discern between the righteous and the wicked. And between him that serves him and him that serves him. They will see a clear difference. You see a clear difference. Clear difference. Clear, Gil. Clear. It's just sometimes we fret because we are in a hurry. It's like, oh, I'm giving God nine months. If a brother doesn't see me and call me, I'm going to call myself. I'm 
just going to call myself and then I'll, I'll, take, I'll take things from there. Take your time. Hey, but pastor, I even see this sister. She just came six months ago. A brother has called her. Do you know where she's coming from? That's number one. Do you know where she's going? That's number two. Do you know who has called her? Look, a friend of mine, he was in a relationship with a girl. And the relationship broke up. And when it broke, he was so devastated. He was my roommate, actually. And then we, I, we said to him that, listen, maybe this girl, she's not supposed to be your wife. That's why the relationship is not good enough for you. I mean, at that time, when we said it, like, it sounds like we are just putting together some words. You know these words that you say, words of encouragement. Then... Two years passed, got a new beloved, was preparing to get married. Then one day we were there, we had the news. The first beloved, the departee, she just died suddenly. Booyah! I told him, by now you would have been the youngest widower I know. Yeah, youngest widower. I know one of the greatest problems that can happen to you is your spouse dying. You will never know how much you depend on your spouse until your spouse dies. He may even be a foolish man. He may even be a bad woman. Doesn't cook, doesn't brush her teeth, always uh, doesn't do her hair looking like a witch, or he's like an arm robber, always The day he dies, you will see how much you depend on him. That's when you will notice. A lot of men, when their wives die by the next year, they are also dead. They give us a look, there's no reason to be here. I'm going to find her wherever she has gone to. So I told you, you would have started life with such a problem. That's how you'd have started life. Yeah. So don't look at other people. Oh, this person has sold this. This person has sold this. I saw this girl. She's always changing phones. Changing phones. Do you know the price she's paying to change phones? Do you know the price of the phones? Do you know the number of abortions that are involved in that phone alone? iPhone X. iPhone already is expensive. Then there's the X factor. You have to pray about it. <laughs> Beloved, let us serve God. Amen. Finally, it is a great thing to serve the Lord because when you serve God, God blesses you. Amen. Anybody who serves God, God blesses them. Amen. Exodus 23, 25, the Bible says, and thou shalt serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless your bread and bless your water and shall take sickness from out of your midst. He says, and thou shalt serve the Lord your God. You will serve God. And when you serve God, what God will do in return is that he will bless the bread that you are going to eat. And he will bless the water that you drink. And he will take sickness out of you. A lot of the sicknesses we get is because of what we eat. Hello? It's because of what we eat. Every day, quenya, the quenya, the quenya is, when you touch the quenya, the oil that comes, is like the quenya is from an anointing service. The quenya has just come from an anointing service. And that day, they were giving the quenya a mantle. Do you know what a mantle is? A whole ministry. So they pour all the oil on the quenya. Glu, 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 glu. Four. 
So when you press like that, then the oil comes. Meanwhile, the oil, the person who is frying the quenya has used that oil for 10 weeks. The same oil. You are surprised. What? Why, why are you surprised? surprised that you are surprised let me explain to you when you are selling things like fries quenya things that you fry one of the things that makes you spend a lot is the oil so if you were frying it for profit not a charity job for profit how often will you change the oil? How often will you change the oil? How often will you change the oil? Now, seeing that you will not change the oil that often, why do you think that the quenya seller doesn't know this? I'm not saying don't eat quenya again. I'm saying serve God. When you serve God, when you go and buy the same quenya that has been fried in oil that is one year old, Bible says God will bless it. Is the hair okay? Will it come off? I, I feel something. I, I feel a move of God here now, now, now. Come out. Ah, I said when you serve God, so. That's why you see, you meet some people. They don't care what they eat. They are just eating. Then you see somebody. I don't eat this. I don't drink Coca-Cola. I don't eat this. I only eat veggies. And then I eat. Let me tell you something. My time is up. I hear that knowledge is knowing that. No, listen, listen. Don't be in a rush. Knowledge is knowing that tomatoes is a fruit. But wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. <laughs> Should I say it again? I said, I hear that knowledge is knowing that tomatoes is a fruit. That's what that is a fact. That's a fact you can't deny. But wisdom is being smart enough not to take the tomatoes. You are making a fruit salad. Banana, watermelon, oranges. What again? Apple, pineapple, kiwi, grapes. Pap, pap is not a, it's not a fruit. Okay, please. Pap is not a fruit. Yeah. Then you take the tomatoes, then you put it inside. No, you don't do that. And that is wisdom. I'm saying that there are some people, they don't eat it. One day we were with somebody, we were all ordering something to drink. Once in a while you drink some of these things. I mean, Coca-Cola must be in heaven. I mean, can you imagine heaven without Coca-Cola? I mean, how, can, how will it be? Without Coca-Cola? No, 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 no. I corner. So, once we were getting Coca-Cola, this girl, she was getting a water. So, water, then she would say, water is life. We told her, you just be careful you don't die before us. Because if you die before us, the way we will laugh at you. You will wake up to come and tell us, please stop la laughing so that I can die in peace. Yeah. So you see some people, they eat anything, but they are fine. 
You eat it once and see. What is going to, the, the allergic reaction you are going to get, you, you will not even like it. How does that happen? God blesses what you eat. He blesses what you drink. So that that same, he said, when he does that, he will take away sickness from you. So that same thing that is supposed to make you sick, it made your neighbor sick. It killed your, your cousin. It killed this person. You see, you alone, you have eaten it. You are still moving around. People are wondering, eh, how is she able to? You are still fine. It's a blessing that comes from serving God. You think serving God is not anything. It's something very great. That's why when you get a chance to sing in the choir, don't play the fool with it. Yeah. Don't feel, you know, what is this choir Hey! God is trying to make sure that you don't die before your time. A certain sickness doesn't catch you. He wants you to qualify because, you see, God is just... So when he's going to do something, Satan comes to argue with him. Why do you want to do it for Banoyolo? So to make Banoyolo qualify for that thing, God will force Banoyolo. You just come and sing about three times in the choir. So that when the devil comes to ask that, why am I giving this to you? Then I can point to the choir. He said, he's my servant. That's why Nebuchadnezzar, he only did only one thing for God. God called him my servant. Only Just do it so that from now, you can qualify as my servant. Then the blessings of servants can come to you. People get this opportunity. They don't, they don't even respect it. They don't even respect it. They just take it for granted. Oh, oh they just want us to do something. Every day is pretty basenta meetings. If you don't come, we'll follow up. Let's be serious and do this God thing. And they said, they said, hey, it's actually your blessing you are joking with. It's your blessing you are joking with. Rise up and serve God. From today, folks, I'm not out of word. I'm only out of time. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. Oh, God, we'll serve you. Lift your hands and just dedicate yourself to God and tell God, I'll save you. I'll save you. I'll save you. I didn't know that serving God is even higher than being a child of God. From today, I'll save you. I'll save you. I'll find something in the church to do to serve you to serve you to serve you something anything anything pastor what can I do I'll, I'll tell you as soon as I finish praying something 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 father lift your hands to Jesus father thank you for every hand that is lifted up thank you for those who are already serving you energize them to serve you even more May their hands not be tired. May they always press on through difficult times, through blessings. Let them press on. Let them continue serving you. I pray for them that are yet to serve you. Give them the revelation that serving you is actually a great thing. And help them to find something to do for you no matter how little. Help them to do it in the name of Jesus. As we do it, bless our bread and bless our water. May no funny sickness kill us. May we not die by electrocution. May we not die by drowning. May we not die by cancer. Anybody here who is affected by cancer, I curse it now in the name of Jesus. May no funny ailment, ulcer, any arthritis, deliver us from it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Any sickness that is in what we eat, any sickness that is in what we drink, Lord, take it out. Bless it. 
Let your blessing come into it. Let it not bring sickness into us. Rather may it bring health. What we are going to eat today, let it bring health. Let it be like communion. That when we take it, it indeed brings health to our bodies. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a nicer amen. Amen. Please put your hands together for the Lord. It is a fantastic thing to serve God. I'm telling you. It is. It's just a matter of time. When you start testifying, I'll be sitting there and start looking at you. Are you the one talking? He said, yes, it's me. When first I didn't have experience, now I have great experience. God has blessed me. Nyafu, nyafu. Tell your neighbor, nyafu, nyafu. Look, nyafu nyafu, you don't just say it or you have to. Because it's the ex. Do you, do you understand nyafu nyafu? Nyafu nyafu means like that. It's like. It's, it's rich. It's rich. It's rich. It's like when Mildred makes a cake. The cake is nyafu nyafu like that. The blessing is nyafu nyafu. Nyafu nyafu. Tell your neighbor, God is going to bless you. Nyafu nyafu. Abby, where you are going is not acceptable. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please. I want to be born again. I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Everybody close your eyes. I want to pray for a special group of people. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Every eye closed, please. I'm just waiting for you to close your eyes. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand where you are. I'll just pray with you. Pastor, please, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift your right hand. I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, please. Lift your right. Give everybody some privacy. It's just for a second and then you open your eyes. If you, if, you, if you want me to pray for you, lift up your hand high above your head so you can go to heaven. Lift your hand high above. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to go to heaven when I die. If your hand is up, come to me in the front. I'll pray for you. Clap for them as they come. You lifted up your hand. Come to Jesus. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Please, nobody should go out. Please. It causes distraction in the service. Let them come when they finish coming before, please. Come on to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Let him One more time. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life today.
All right, if you are in front, pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess you, Jesus, as the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, use them to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.